Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to the second half of Dr. Amatma's amazing conversation. I had such an amazing time just talking to her. And I'm just going to say amazing one more time because this is what I absolutely love to do is talk to like-minded people and really get the message of functional fertility out there. So without further ado, let's get to the second half of Dr. Amatma's podcast episode. You know, I had to dramatically change my diet to change my lifestyle, to slow the fuck down, to do all those things, to even make healthy eggs, right? Like IVF would have never worked for me. Um, So, but once you bring in that mindset stuff and really shift why you're doing these things, um, it does. And it, it opens up a life that you only dare to dream of, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about earlier today, you know, you would never say no to being put into a room of mega billionaires, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Not even if you didn't want to be a mega billionaire, you would just want to be surrounded by, you know, what makes them function, and sometimes mm-hmm. you'll walk in and be like, nah, I don't like that. And, some, mm-hmm. and then at least you know. But um, I think opening our consciousness and just being around people who are willing to do hard things, right? It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, like it's so cliche. And I know people hate like everything happens for a reason or the struggle <laughs> makes you stronger or like right. all that bullshit. But um Unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> once you walk through fire, you get to look back and go, I get it. And sometimes you have to keep walking. Like for me, my journey was so long and I was like, okay, I get it. Like I, I get it. And it's like, oh, another <laughs> miscarriage. Oh, okay. Like, I guess I have to go through this. And mm-hmm. um, staying on the woo-woo side of things and miscarriages, um, are you a big believer in like spirit babies and children coming to you at the right time? Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I I do think that there is the, like, essentially that the baby chose us, right? It chose us as the parents to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there is, there, I've talked to some, super woo people who um, believe that even nausea, which we have just come to believe as expected in pregnancy, 
they believe on the spiritual plane it's like the the spirit like leaving the womb and a different spirit popping in and they're doing this like dance to try and figure out who's the right spirit to come <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy, woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty crazy and to think about like if that's true and and then I like reflect back through all the clients that we've worked with. And the there are so many of them that don't have nausea. And partly I think it's physical. <laughs> yeah, like on, yeah, on yeah. my the doctor side of me is like, oh, you got your nutrients right. <laughs> uh, but the woo-woo side of me is like, we did so much energy healing stuff that I'm not necessarily like intentional about, but I do believe that we as we're doing the energy healing and the work around this, that couple is creating a stronger energy field as they're doing the work. So then as the baby comes, baby spirit comes in, it's like it's going to click into place faster because the couple is really clear on like who is this being that we're calling forth, right? Like I think you do this too. Like we have our clients doing vision boards and stuff Mhm. like that to really create the vision of what does this look like? And not just that you have a baby on your vision board, but really like feel it in your body. Like what is it like to be a parent? What is it like to be a mother, a father? And what does your life look like? Does it look like it does now? <laughs> or is there a discord? And once they're already like doing and thinking about these shifts, it's a lot easier for a spirit to be like, oh, yep, that's me. Like, yes, I totally like this is super clear. I resonate. Boom. Yeah. Versus the couple that's kind of all over the place and that hasn't necessarily and this is not no fault of theirs, um, but hasn't necessarily like fully landed in their purpose, in their truth, in their energies, they're going to have a different experience. Yeah. So I don't know if this woo-woo thing is true, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people like might not resonate with some of that because they'll be like, well, what about the alcoholic or the drug addict or my sister-in-law's a mega bitch, right? Like she's not spiritually in line with a kid. <laughs> um, and like what I say to that is it's, it's not about that, right? Like, Right. so you are genetically prone to things and they're happening because of all your lifestyle factors, it, even your childhood has added up to this, like, right, I was infertile at like 17, I had major stomach issues, not knowing it really, um, really early on. But what I say is when you are fixing those physical aspects that you need to fix to get pregnant in the first place, if you allow that mindset work to start, then you're going to break a lot of generational trauma. Um, And when you have your 
little amazing children. And when they trigger you, because I don't care what spiritual level you are on, they are. Oh, going they're here to, to test you. you. <laughs> they are here to <laughs> test you and help you grow. <laughs> You're just better able to see the the triggers to note, like, you know, my youngest son is a spit of me. And um, I didn't realize why his crying was so impactful for me. Like, right, I fought so hard to get this child and like, he's driving me fucking mad. <laughs> and um, because I was open and I was already on my spiritual journey and it's just like, well, that's the, that's the emotions that your parents felt about you that's inside you still. So you mm. still have to release it. And it was so mm. just kind of like, um, like heartbreaking, you know, at the same time. But um, yeah, it's just the more you, the more work you do now, physically and mentally, um, the better you are to help and support your children and yourself through the journey. You're going to walk with them for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, like both of my boys are rainbow babies and um, it's very bittersweet to know um, that they were supposed to be here, right? And yeah, and, and I think to add to that spiritual woo, the other piece of potential pregnancy losses is that those spirit babies actually have very short contracts with you. Mm -hmm. So this idea of a sacred contract and you have a contract with every person that's still in your life. Um, so obviously you have a contract with the child and that baby that potentially like didn't make it into the physical universe with, with you potentially had a really short contract and there was something that needed to be healed between the two of you that happened through the pregnancy loss. Mm -hmm. So there, there is this like, like, I believe that I don't know everything happening on the spiritual plane, but I do believe that um, sometimes these things that are occurring are like spiritually aligned to occur. Um, and they're, they're just like an offering of this spirit to come to you for a short period of time to like help you heal some small little thing. And then they're like, oh, great. My work is done. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be hard on our physical plane, but on the spiritual plane, it's not that hard. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you again. See you again. <laughs> yeah, on the physical plane, it can be extremely hard mentally, physically, emotionally. And yeah. um, that's where I feel like the support of someone who um, knows the ins and outs on both sides is crucial. And mm -hmm. so if you are going through, you know, miscarriage after miscarriage, you're not getting the support. I know a lot of doctors out there are like, just have three and then we'll start doing the testing um what's your advice if someone has even had one miscarriage or more than that what is kind of your first steps that you would say on a physical aspect that they need to walk through if they don't have their answers yet yeah I think it's really that like start digging right away right there are so many physical reasons I know I highlight I kind of focused in on the men today but 
on the female side, there's evidence that bacteria, certain bacteria in the uterus can make you more prone to have a healthy pregnancy or a miscarriage. There are inflammatory markers in your gut that make your uterus more inflamed, that make it likelier for you to have a miscarriage. So there are just so many things that often we don't think about or or even like know about. It's not on our radar, right? Like there's so many underlying factors that could be going on. So so much sooner than the conventional workup of do I have factor five leadin or is there a autoimmune component? Even that you can test sooner, but really like getting into potential underlying causes after the first loss, like why would anybody want to wait for three losses? Like that is, I think it's the dumbest thing ever for doctors to think, oh, it's normal, just go and have a preg, go get pregnant again. Yeah. And like so many women are given this advice, they do it, they have another loss. And now you've got two. So by the time you have two losses, you're freaked out. Your body is definitely freaked out. And the amount of trauma that you went through in the first loss and then again in the second loss, it's getting stored in your body. So now if you get pregnant a third time, you can almost guarantee a loss because that trauma is getting re-triggered and you're freaking the fuck out. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And I've seen this with all of my clients. They freak out. They're like, oh my God, amazing. I got pregnant. And then within a week, they're calling me like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. I'm having dreams of this. I'm having, and, and luckily like I, when I first started working with couples, I didn't have all of the mind body tools that I have now. So now we just, I just like know that it's going to come. So we like anticipate it and clear it before they yeah. even get pregnant. Yeah. So they're not having that intense of a freak out, but they're still going to freak out because yeah. intellectually you're still like, oh, is this going to, is this okay? Am I still pregnant? Am I still like, you're micro analyzing every single <laughs> symptom yeah. because now you're like on hyper alert. Right. And the amount of cortisol that's just being released because you're at this heightened level of fight or flight is not helping that pregnancy. So if you don't have support in this process, it makes it so much more difficult to sustain a pregnancy after the first loss. It's like there's just so many things working against us at that point that um it just makes it so much so much more challenging and i'm sort of like reliving my pregnancy cuz i don't know why i have in embodied and like took on so much of my clients traumas yeah. because the minute i got pregnant i was having like a 10x reaction to something that did not make any sense i was like i'm pregnant i should be happy mm -hmm. but I like I could feel all of the trauma that my clients had been through and 
for the first five months, I didn't tell anyone I was pregnant. I was like shaking with fear. I was doing all of my mind body tools. I was meditating. I was doing everything that I could possibly do. And I was still in that like intense fear state without any previous trauma. And I was like, I know that this is not logical. I know that this is like stuff that I've just like taken away from other people. But it was like such a lived experience. I was like, if women feel even a tenth of this, this is intense. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's really, really huge. And that's a huge thing when people come to me having recurring miscarriages. One, we first talk about have we processed the miscarriages yet? Because I know I did it. It was just like, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, like I'll just get on with life, you know, all those types of things. Um, and yeah, it, it, it stores. And when you get pregnant after that, um, my last miscarriage, I was pregnant two months after that naturally. And it took um, all my strength not to freak out. And I ended up having like a massive bleed at nine weeks as well. So like that wasn't fucking mm. fun. Mm. But yeah, you've got to deal with it. You've got to be real with yourself. And if you've got the support through the emotional and then it's the conversation that doesn't want, they don't want to have, but it's important conversation to have when you're using functional medicine. Are you prepared to stop trying for a few months? <laughs> yep. Because your body is already on the like, like the balancing act, right? It can get mm -hmm. pregnant, but it can't stay pregnant. We're going to move you closer to staying pregnant, but no one can tell you when that flip is switched right um mm. unless you're like doing the functional testing and you're seeing mm. things improve so it's like are you able to stop until we you know three months six months until we optimize everything mm -hmm. because the risk is pretty high still in the yeah. first few months of having another recurring mis or another miscarriage yeah and it's a hard yeah. thing to you know say but it's a very important question to be had it's so important. And even if someone hasn't had a pregnancy loss, we suggest waiting. Mm -hmm. We're like, listen, it hasn't happened for this long. Like waiting three months, four months more is not going to make it or break it. It's going to be okay. And a lot of them are like, but I'm going to be four months older. <laughs> I'm like, and probably your ovaries are going to be four years younger. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just so pissed off at society and the way the fertility culture has literally scared the shit. It is like Freddy Cougar of like, you know, like age. And I'm just sitting there going like, I was 27 and I couldn't get fucking pregnant. I was 30. I couldn't get pregnant with IVF. I got pregnant naturally at 36. Like... Mm. It's not your fucking age. It's your cellular health, please. <laughs> You've known Amen. this for like decades, right? <laughs> I think I think it's just like we kind of like we know this. I think I think we all know this. It's our own body wisdom. We know like and I'm going to say this and then completely regret it, but we know <laughs> <laughs> that we have felt healthier sometimes later in life than earlier. Like 
a lot of times clients will look back and be like, oh my God, like 20 was terrible. Like yeah. I did not feel good at 20 or 25 or 30. So there are, there is evidence that we're not in our optimal states if we're listening and if we're able to slow down and just like kind of like slow down to speed up mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you 100%. the few months that you invest in pausing is gonna like dramatically give you an roi that is 10x 50x <laughs> i can't put a number on it but like a lot of x <laughs> a lot of x Man, yeah. if i would have had the support at the beginning of my journey i think my journey would have taken six months to a year to heal instead yeah. it took me eight years to get pregnant naturally yeah and it's right? it's and it's amazing that you were like you got stuck to it and you figured it out but you guys you don't have to do this on your own yeah like back when you were going through this you kind of did like yeah. there weren't that many people that were like right. yeah i didn't help you lucky. with fertility i was lucky that i was 27 and had the time right if i was 37 and showed up this way it would have been a different story really you know um but yeah it's um I, you just you can't I don't know like what words, like what fucking marketing technique to tell women that you literally will save yourself time, money, and heartache. Even if you go with the most expensive functional fertility doctor, do all the testing, you still won't spend as much money if you do round and round of round of IVF and time and heartache <laughs> you save. It's, yeah. it's insane. I can tell you, like, I remember this one person that didn't end up becoming a client. I met her through this, like, free clinic environment that I was in. And she, every year, she would literally, like, met, I had the first conversation with her. I think she was, like, four, 38, 39, something like that. And literally every year on the dot, I'd be like, oh, it's April. She's going to be messaging me. Like I can kind of predict it. And she would like send me her hormones, be like, do you still think you can help me? And every year for many years, I was like, yeah, we need to do this like now. And she continued messaging me. And it like every year that passed, like my heart was just breaking for her. Because I was like, I cannot believe that you're still struggling with this same issue and nothing has changed. You still like go through IVF cycle after cycle after cycle. By the end of it, she was 45 and it wasn't necessarily because of her age, but her hormones just were wrecked. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, it breaks my heart to tell you this. But this is the point at which we like the the switch has flipped. Mm -hmm. This is no longer in the realm of natural medicine. Yeah. Like yeah. there is nothing I can do for egg quality if your if your body doesn't have any eggs. Mm -hmm. So it like it was you can kind of see the trajectory, right? Like year after year after year. And you like, I don't know why like what hold does conventional medicine have that 
like, oh, I'm just going to try one more cycle, one more cycle, one more cycle. And if like, if this was our success rate, which is not, thank God. But if we were like, oh, just six more months, six more months, six more months, like we would have no business yet. Fertility clinics got no problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, six cycles, seven, eight, nine. I've seen women with nine IVF cycles that have failed, zero results. They keep getting worse. I sat down with one of them and I was like, let's chart out every single outcome. And this woman was like, totally on top of it. She knew like every cycle, how many eggs were retrieved, how many fertilized, how many made it to day three at what point they fell off, like what grade the embryos were. She literally had everything. I was like, great, let's put it on a chart. And I was like, every single cycle that you have been through, the point at which the sperm were introduced, the eggs just went downhill. The embryos did not make it. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's actually true. So what? The sperm are great. And I was like, have they done a DNA fragmentation test? She's like, what's that? What's that? After nine fucking cycles, you're asking me what is a DNA fragmentation test? Like, why haven't your IVF doctors told you about this? Yeah. It's, it's just like so frustrating to be like, wait, you like you have the science, you have data. Why aren't you looking at the data? Right. Like I can I have my woo -woo side, but I also have this like really logical data driven side. That's like Mm -hmm. this is just shit. I can put this on a piece of paper, put this in a study and be like, look, at this point, every time you introduce the sperm, boom, eggs over. No more. (laughs) And and then you like any logical person says, hmm, must be the sperm. And yet they have told this 33-year-old woman who has been through nine IVF cycles by the time she's 33, so between 27 and 33, nine IVF cycles, that it's her egg quality. Her egg quality. I was like, you're 33. She's like, oh, my doctor said I'm too old. I'm like, oh, so now we're talking to 33-year-olds telling them they're too old? Like, really? Do we ever, like, take a break from this bullshit like oh. I don't know I mean the only thing that I can think of I mean obviously it's very ingrained in our society that uh western or yeah western medicine is mm. the key right the gold um but I also feel like it's it's tangible and quick results and that's what we're addicted to right like it's that instant you know like our like, think about when we grew up, you had to rewind movies and like you couldn't pause <laughs> commercials. Um, so I think it's that kind of instant access you want to know. And that's what IVF gives you. You mm-hmm. will know within 30 to 60 days the outcome, where as much as even though we have the science and, you know, the studies and all that now, it's still not tangible because day in, day out, and this is what we largely focus on, I'm sure you do too, is like, you're not focusing on your pregnancy because if you focus on getting pregnant each month, you feel like you're failing. You have mm-hmm. to get your normal and common health issues 
and see those improve. And that's when you feel like, okay, this is slowly working. And eventually it trickles down to your fertility because your body's finally in thriving mode and can give your fertility what it needs. Because mm-hmm. when it's in survival mode, it's like, fuck your fertility. I don't need it to survive. So it's I do not. First yep. one out, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, exactly. And people exactly. Just, they feel time poor. There, I get it. And it's all psychological. It's all mental. And that's, once again, why it's so important to really shift your focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I, I hope that, like, we just wake up and yeah. just wake up and be uh, like, yeah. what the? Sarah Clark <laughs> says it all the time on her podcast. Get pregnant. <laughs> I just want you to wake up. I'm like, that is like the best line ever. <laughs> but it's hard and I get it and I was there. But yeah, like we just all need to wake the fuck up that the way that we are going as a society, we are literally going to be unrecognizable in the future. And um, I think egg and sperm are going to be very highly sought after on the block black market. <laughs> so yeah. Like, better harvest those eggs now. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I know we're laughing and joking, but it is very no. sad. And I know no. dealing with fertility issues um, is very frustrating, but it is figure outable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we have the resources now, even if you choose to use medical assistance to speed up your time, um, you can greatly improve your situation. Yeah, do it. Do it after you have actually done the underlying work. Mm-hmm. Give like, you know what, if you if you went through an IVF cycle and you know what happened in that cycle, if you know there were only five eggs retrieved right off the bat it's like oh they didn't get as many eggs this could have to do with hormonal imbalance etc if they got 20 eggs but only three survived to day three or five embryos then you know that's a really clear egg quality issue that your doctor does not have a skill set to help you with even the hormone piece, I'm not sure the doctors have a skill set to help you with. <laughs> but in either scenario, you have one failed IVF cycle. Go, go find someone. I don't care if it's me, you. There are so many people in our community that support people on the fertility journey that actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And go find who you resonate with tune into your intuition, go work with them. Give yourself four to six months. We're not saying give us a year, two years, five years, four to six months, which is not a lot to ask. And then go do your IVF cycle again. And you know what, like, the most you're gonna lose in those six months is maybe one other IVF cycle that you could have done in between. One. So you gave us six months, then go see what happens. And I can almost guarantee that the outcomes would be drastically different. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) going to say every client that has waited has had a baby. Every client that hasn't waited because they feel rushed either from insurance or, you know, whatever reason, I'm not judging. It hasn't Mm -hmm. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. 
And it's so funny when they come back and they're like, oh, well, the IVF clinic, they just don't know everything looks so good. I was like, I'll fucking tell you why. You want me to be honest? I will tell you why the IVF didn't work. But um, yeah, yeah, it's no judgment. (laughs) It's just, um, we're just speaking fact. And I think, I don't know if you found, um, you know, I feel like fertility, sometimes you have to be... um, walking on eggshells, right? Because it Mm -hmm. is emotional. It is um, very sensitive subject, but I don't know if that's really working, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you're just blunt and honest and just say, look, just give yourself the time, the this, the the, whatever, then maybe more people will hear it, right? Instead of Mm -hmm. like, kind of, I don't know, babying, I don't know. There's like, like I'm draw, like I'm pulled two ways. Like, yes, I want to be sensitive, but at the same time, I'm like, wake the fuck up. Like you just said. (laughs) Yeah. And I think more and more of us are getting into this. Just wake the fuck up because like it's, it's heartbreaking to watch people, you know, people you've talked to women on social media that are like messaging me with what do you think should I go through with the IVF cycle and I'm like what did your doctor say like why are you messaging a random account on social media asking what you should do with your IVF cycle instead pause and maybe like look at what's been going on figure out the other pieces and then have a conversation about whether or not to do IVF or whether or not you need to do IVF. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. Build your team around you, build that support system. You know, like if you are at a fertility clinic, most of them are going to say do IVF, right? Where if your intuition is like, I don't know if this is right, you know, yeah, make a connection, go find a coach that you trust and, Mm -hmm. or, you know, a fertility doctor or whoever else Mm -hmm. um, to help guide you because yeah, I mean, like we obviously do our social media accounts and our podcasts to allow this information to be out there to as many people. We are not gatekeeping, right? Like you could literally listen to some, like my podcast, your podcast, Sarah Clark's podcast (laughs) and get pregnant naturally, right? Like all (laughs) the information is out there. Yeah. But what is missing when you're just listening to the podcast or reading the blog posts or the social media posts is the accountability. Mm -hmm. Well, it's accountability. It's also like individualizing it for you Mm -hmm. because I can talk about every single supplement under the sun, but it, like in every single one of my posts, it's like, this does not mean you should also yeah. <laughs> add this to your protocol. Like, please don't just add it to your protocol. Yeah. Like CoQ10 might be amazing, but you may not need it. Mm-hmm. DHEA might be amazing, might be the wrong thing for you. Yeah. So it's it's really like being able to get that personalized attention to say, well, let's pause there's all this fertility stuff. Great. Let's pause. Before we even get to egg quality, let's make sure your gut is fine, your adrenals are fine, your thyroid is fine, your pineal gland is working, your pituitary is working. Like there's so many steps before egg quality. Mm-hmm. And what supplements should you take for your egg quality? Yeah. Right? So it's it's like, it's mind blowing to me that there is 
yes, we there is a wealth of knowledge. And yes, we are all sharing it pretty freely because it's not the knowledge. It's the how does this apply to me and who's going to hold my hand to walk me to the goal? Yeah. And that's the piece that's going to make it or break it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we could talk for hours. Like, <laughs> this <is so laughs> I think it has to be a podcast episode. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yep. Um, my website is holisticfertilityinstitute.com and social media, holistic fertility doctor. Yeah, nice. And you have a podcast as well. What's that called? The podcast is called Egg Meat Sperm. <laughs> um, so go check Dr. Amatma out. She's amazing. A ray of sunshine in the fertility space. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to connect with you again soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.